This is the WFG National Title Insider Report, your weekly download on the market, featuring industry experts, thought leadership, and what's trending to keep you informed and ahead of the market. In this week's download, Executive Vice President for Agency Development, Chuck Kane offers his insight on how to maximize your profits in an improving market. Hey, Chuck, thanks for joining us. Uh, the market improving a bit, and uh, now it's time to talk about improving the bottom line. And what are the first steps in looking at bottom line improvement? Well, Brian, thank you. And yes, you're exactly right. We're, we're seeing market improvement. Uh, we see real wages uh, increasing uh, significantly here month over month. Employment numbers are strong. We are seeing uh, housing prices stabilize or even go down a bit in some markets, making uh, homes more affordable. And we've had a recent uh, cutback in interest rates here. This is all building to what could be the strongest home buying season here through the spring, summer, and early autumn that we've seen in the last two or three years at least. And so, you know, it's very easy, I think, when you're running your own business that, okay, I'm busy, I'm making money, isn't this great? Historically, in our industry, when things are slow and business isn't so great, that's when we tend to pay more attention to our expenses because now the expenses are very critical as to perhaps uh, survival. But I think that really now is the time because when you're bringing in uh, gross revenue, now's the time to drop that gross revenue as much as you can to the bottom line, not just so that you're making money in the present time, but also if you need to build a war chest for the winter as we do in the Midwest or other things, that you're able to accomplish that. So I think that um, you know it's important for title agents, like any good business person, uh, to look at everything that they have in the way of expenditures. And I mean everything, whether it's rents, whether it's labor, whether it's copy paper, whatever it is you're spending money on, now is the time to do it. And I think a real neat little exercise, and it's nothing that I came up with, but uh, to really take a look at how much money you're spending, because I would bet that probably two out of three title agents really don't know how much money they're spending. They see a P&L, they see numbers month by month, but how does that really tune into long-standing profitability? And again, one needle exercise is to take all of your expenses, put them down on paper, and figure out how much it costs per week, per day, per hour to run your shop. And by doing that, I Every agent I know who has done that, it's really enabled them to hyper-focus on how much money is going out the door. And again, some of that's for your own employees. So yeah, it's out the door, but they're sitting right there. But how much is that? Because if you can shave 50 cents or a dollar an hour as to the expenses of running your operation, that turns into a huge amount of money at the end of the year. And so the paper clips do add up, and there are a lot of different ways at this point in time to uh, look at those expenditures and to offload some of those expenditures, as many other industries have done over the last few years. So I think that you know that first step is literally to lock yourself in a room for a few hours and do that sort of an exercise. How much does it cost to run this place? And where can I shave off X dollars, X cents, if it comes to that, 
per week, per day, per hour. And what does that mean to me uh, at the uh, end of the year? Hey, Chuck, let's go beyond that and maybe a little more granular. Where else can you look to specifically uh, make reductions in cost? Well, I think, again, you know, everywhere, I think everything that you have, you can't have any sort of sacred cows in regard to your expenditures. In our industry, we settle into certain processes that we think work well, that uh, we don't tend to change things year over year in regard to uh, how we spend our money and um, what resources we use. And so I think it's important to look at every vendor that uh, one is working with and look at look at the relationship you know how many years have you worked with them if you're working with a vendor and I don't really care what area that the vendor works in if you've had a relationship with the vendor to do something for you say for shredding your your uh, paper materials or whatever it may be and you've had that relationship for let's say four or five years and there's been no change in pricing they really don't reach out to you on on uh, in regard to services or pricing you probably need to look at that you need to stay on top of every one of those vendor relationships because we are in a very, very changing marketplace in terms of all the types of services that can be provided. At WFG, for our agents, we have an expense management platform that is part of West, which is uh, one of our subsidiary companies, and it goes through our blocks program. And in that, we have seen title agents able to get great savings in regard to services and products, sometimes with vendors with whom they're already working. We've had uh, in uh, paper shredding, in rental cars, in a wide variety of things that uh, our title agents have had relationships, and they're able to save as much as 40 and 50% over what they are currently spending, sometimes with similar, if not the same vendors. And it's important, I think, you know, for, again, for WFG agents to look very closely at our expense management platform. Also, a lot of things that we offer as far as title policy production in regard to uh, the cost of that. Most title agents I know really don't know how much it costs for them to produce a title policy. When I say produce it, I mean literally the time it takes from the closing table to production of a loan policy or an owner's policy. Usually it's like, well, I have this person, they work for X dollars an hour, and they do about X number of policies a day. Well, maybe that is uh, your, you think that's your cost, but that may not be your actual cost, because there are other costs that are built into that as far as technology, as far as delivery, things of that nature. Um, And there are vendors out there, we have them, who are able to move that cost to a variable cost from a fixed cost. And that is so critical for our industry. Real estate is a pure marketplace. Anyone who's been in this business for very long knows that on any given day, the phones stop ringing for what seems to be no purpose. And the next day, they start ringing again and the orders come through. So it reacts immediately. And as a title agent, you need to be able to react immediately in regard to those fixed costs. And the way to do it is to make them variable costs to begin with. Again, looking at those uh, cost reductions, say in our expense management, one thing that we have, which uh, most agents wouldn't even think about, but we have a relationship uh, with a floral delivery service that also delivers uh, various types of gifts. When you're delivering gifts or delivering flowers, you can save 50% on delivering flowers. They may not sound like a real critical part of your business, but if you do that, 
two or three times a month, and you can save 30 or $40 each time. I don't have to do the math to tell you how that relates to the bottom line. So look at every vendor you have. And then again, say for WFG agents, look at what we have in blocks because we can save you a lot of money. We've set this up for the benefit of our agents. These are national relationships. And it's something that in many cases uh, you can offer for the expense management portion to your own employees that they can use in their daily lives. And that's an added thing in regard to employee retention and employee loyalty. Hey, Chuck, labor is the biggest issue and expense. And at the same time, we're seeing incredible uh, tightening in the labor market, and it's tough to hang on to quality people. So how do you balance those two issues? You know, that really is a struggle for us in our industry. And someone I heard recently speak about the oncoming use of artificial intelligence, robotics, things of that nature, some of which is already here in various jobs. His comment was, uh, well, if you can describe someone's job in two or three sentences, that is someone whose job is probably, uh, at least at some point, imminently replaceable for technology. On the other hand, if they have to take five minutes to explain their job, that's somebody that you're not going to be able to easily replace because what they have requires more complex balancing of priorities in order to get things accomplished. So where we have to look at what we have in terms of labor, you have to invest in your people. The people who are quality people, they need to feel they're part of the team. You need to invest in training. They need to know everything they can know to make them better at what they do. Something which I used to do when I was an agent, I used to send my escrow people to FHA classes and FHA training or Fannie Mae classes. They always ask, why do you do that? It's like, well, because if you go there, you now understand the problems your customer has. And now you have the ability to help your customer, your lending customer, do a better job, catch mistakes for them. So that type of training, I think, is just extremely critical in regard to the people you have. But that being said, you're running a business. You have to look at everything that you have and everything that you do. And where can technology make the job faster, better, cheaper? Look at those technology platforms. Work with your technology providers. Look and see what's available out in the marketplace. Talk to your WFG uh, agency sales rep manager. We have a wide variety of uh, preferred vendors that can help uh, accomplish those things. And where you can take that load off of your employees, what that does is that allows your key employees to do more critical tasks that are more important as versus doing more menial tasks. It also enables you to take a look around and say, well, I've got somebody in there, just really a clerical typist. Is that a job that I could replace? Not to say we don't want to have people in our offices. We certainly do. And it's important in regard to a team. But as you say, there aren't that many people available. Employment is very tight at this point in time. And so you have to look at your key employees. You have to invest in your key employees. And you have to get all of those menial, trivial things off their backs. That is what really drives employees nuts, is if they have to do the same menial thing over and over again, as versus having a technological fix. Something, too, is you know empower your employees. Ask them what they think. Ask them for suggestions. 
there have been polls for years in industrial relations that quite often people leave a job, not because they feel they're underpaid, not because there's a better opportunity, is because they don't feel empowered in what they do. They don't feel like if I go to the, the, my supervisor and say, you know, I think I've got a better way to do this, that they actually care or want to listen to it or be engaged with me. Listen to what your employees have to say. Ask them what they think will make life easier and make things more productive for the company, because quite often they have answers that you've never even thought of the questions. Chuck, you touched on technology. Do we need to be prepared uh, to invest in technology for e-closing and Ron? And maybe what technology is coming up or what other needs should we be looking for in budgeting? Well, I think, you know, the uh, the movement towards uh, e-closing and remote online notary uh, closing, RON closings in the states that have enabled uh, the ability to do that, there's uh, a lot of noise around these things. The, the fact of the matter is that for e-closing and for RON transactions, and again, states are rolling out their rules one by one as far as what it takes to become a remote online notary, because that's generally a, a different type of uh, notarial authority than a standard notary public. So you have some of those things. But by and large, if you're working off an up-to-date technology platform, you're really working electronically. And when it comes to Ron, in the short run at least, we are certainly going to see lenders drive the table as to what technology platform for remote online notary transaction they want. So to sign up with a Ron provider, you can do it. But don't lay out any money at this point in time because the first transaction that comes through, if you're doing a remote online transaction, the lender will say, well, we don't care about that platform. We have a platform that we've approved. This is who we want you to use. So they're going to drive that very heavily. But again, for e-closing, in regard to doing e-closings where all the stars align. And for an electronic closing, you need to uh, be able to have a consumer who's going to be able to do it, a lender who's going to be able to uh, accommodate it, and, and likewise have the ability to do uh, some type of e-vault for the notes and, and the, for a fully electronic transaction. As a settlement and title agent, you need to be able to accomplish it. And then the, the real wild card is whatever county or in Louisiana parish in which you work, can they take electronic documents? And that's where we see a lot of fall down, in part because county governments, by and large, in the United States have their own funding, have their own budgets. If it's a rural county, a smaller population, they just don't have the money. They haven't done it yet. That being said, the major jurisdictions in most states uh, have uh, the capability of taking a fully electronic document in regard to mortgage indeed, but uh, you have to have that county able to do it and willing to do it. We have heard of uh, county officials in some states where there is clear legislation that allows e-closing to happen or remote online notary uh, closings to happen where the county official says, well, that may be great. I'm just not taking them. So, you need to be sure that all those stars are in alignment, but we're going to see more and more e-closing certainly happen. Remote online notary transactions are starting as a trickle. 
they will probably become a a significant part of transactions in the next four to five years, especially refinance transactions, but it's not a tsunami. Nobody has to, who's in a state where you're waiting for rules to come out in regard to um, remote online notary uh, transactions, has to lay in bed thinking, oh my God, everything is going to change one day when they flip the switch. It won't be like that. So again, there's not that much to invest in. If you've got an up-to-date software platform, you're already working electronically. It's just a matter of not printing out the documents. But I think in terms of budgeting, and and we talked about this um, last time, integrations that involve technology with lenders, that's going to be a real driving point. Lenders have to reduce their costs to originate a loan. 8800 bucks per file is the cost to originate a loan in the United States. That won't hold. And if you can do technology integrations with your lenders, and whether you're working with a large national lender, a community lender, a non-bank mortgage lender, a credit union, whoever it is, sit down and talk with your lenders about what is their process, what's their loan origination system, what can we do to drive out redundancy and reduce your cost? Because that's where you went in the first round. If you can tell a lender customer, look, I think I can save you 300 bucks a file because we've got an integration that you're going to be able to feed directly into our system as versus going through two or three networks in order to uh, provide documents back and forth to each other. We can streamline that process. That lender is going to send transactions to you as often as they possibly can. So I think that those technology integrations, that's where in regard to expenditures in the next two to three years, we're going to see more and more of those necessary if you want to be able to capture those lender transactions. Because at the end of the day, it is the golden rule. Those who have the gold make the rules, and the lender does provide the money for the transaction. And thanks to Chuck Kane, WFG's Executive Vice President for Agency Development, offering advice on improving your bottom line. And thank you for partnering with WFG. To learn more about our unique process, systems, and technology, visit wfgagent.com.